Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Hey, everybody. It's a God Talk Friday on the Smarticle Podcast. Oh. Which would seem to think we might need five seconds of silence. So here it is. Your five seconds of silence brought to you by Smarticle. Before we get into today's God Topic Friday, Brandon, sure. I did definitely didn't want to bring this up in our pre-production meeting, so I'm going to do it now. Oh, good. I was thinking that if someone was listening to this show and they liked us, mm-hmm. they could bring us to their event at like their church Uh-oh. or their bar mitzvah <laughs> or their birthday, or they could bring I us to do a bar mitzvah. They could. We could host a chat in their living room. Oh. Like literally, I think it all it would take would be like plane flights to wherever someone lived. Just you know, email me and you. We'll show up there. And then we would like host someone's event. Ah, that'd be super fun. Wouldn't I got, fun? got one that the Shannon Ferry IDAR is their family reunion. Maybe we'll fly to South Dakota this summer and do their family reunion. They'll just pay for our ticket. We could totally host someone's family reunion. That's a I, great that's example. A great idea. Let's we do it. We could do trivia. We could lead talks. I don't know what this has to do with God Talk Friday, but I do like the idea. No, but I'm just saying this is an actual call to action here. If you like this show oh. and want me and Brandon to come to your house, get us some plane tickets. We'll go. Like, just, what is it? Smartical.com? Would, would they get us a hotel room or we'd sleep on no, the floor? What would we do? A, I don't need a hotel room. Oh, no, I do. I'm a very, I'm a very delicate flower. I'm, if someone is listening to the show, this is a real thing. Me and Brandon will come do your event. Oh, I like that. I want to do it. I think I'm really in for doing like a brewery opening. That's where I want to go, but we'll, we'll see. Whatever. I would love to do a bar what mitzvah a bris. Yeah. <laughs> I am not going to do a bris. You're well, not? That's okay. What? You know I'm what? Gonna... What a snob. I'm what a not going to do snob. it. It's a God Talk Friday, Larry. Keep what it, a snob. Keep it, keep it calm, bro. Seriously. Our friends from the Center for Action and Contemplation are going through a series called World on Fire. And today's topic is, what is our task? Karen Hope. Now, they're kind of talking about climate change, and they're not kind of. They are talking about climate change. Mm-hmm. But the section I got today is just useful in general, Brandon. Mm-hmm. All right? So here we go. Surely the most difficult task facing us was to finally acknowledge our responsibility for planetary health is summed up in one small word, hope. Is it possible to have any? As we consider the basis for our hope, let us recall who God is. We must and can change our ways, live justly and sustainably on our planet because of God, not because of ourselves. The hope we have lies in the radical transcendence of God, God's transcendence, God's power of creative, redeeming and sustaining love is closer to us than we are to ourselves. God is the milieu, the source of power and love in our world, our fragile, de- deteriorating world. The world is not left to fend for itself, nor is God in addition to anything, everything. Rather, God is the life, love, truth, goodness, and beauty that empower the universe and shine out from it. Ooh. So what I've got out of this, we're going back to the big book. You have to believe in something bigger than yourself yeah or there's no hope there's so my question to you is how does an atheist or a nihilist have any hope you know it's funny that's it's interesting that you bring that up because that's what i was thinking about when i read this i was i was thinking about how oftentimes you and i talk about and there's this term called deconstructing your faith the christians a lot of gen z's gen alphas are millennials are deconstructing their faith which means they're like examining their faith again they kind of took it at it's like, that's just the way it is. And now they're like really thinking about why is that the way it is? And that's a good thing. I, I think it's a good thing to challenge yourself 
we were just talking recently about a pastor that used to be a former pastor that came back to your church and talked about some of the mistakes they'd made and the messiness of life. And I think it's always good to examine our life and our faith, always. And it shouldn't just be a one-off. It should be a continuing operation. But the, the, the flip side or the other side of that coin of deconstructing your faith is that if you remove all faith from you, what do you have left? And so when I think about climate change and, you know, they talked about apocalypse and all the things that would come with, you know, wars over water. And I love apocalyptic dystopian books. Love them. Love to read about it. But that said, don't you dare cut me off on a God talk. I'm just waiting for a Here's what I think is that I have to tell myself, no, God is sovereign and he's not going to let this planet explode into flames. What? That's one point. That's really it. Well, what I'm saying is otherwise there's hopelessness. Well, let me just tell you, the earth is 3.5 billion years old. Yeah. Four different times over the 3.5 years, 70% of everything on earth went extinct. Yeah. There's a very real chance that, as you know, human beings are just. I disagree with you. Human beings are a tiny, tiny part of the cosmic story of just earth. There's a very real chance. So I was thinking about this very thing. I totally okay, disagree with you. Here's what okay. it is. I think about our own sentience, our own ability to think, to put out thoughts into the universe that, you know, people say, what happens when we die? We have this energy within us. So we have this, this species of animal that we're able to think. We're able to talk yeah. about love okay. and faith and hope and all these things and, and wrestle with them and, and all this stuff. I don't believe that's accidental. I believe that is God. I believe fundamentally to my core that is God, that God has created this in us. Hold on, let me finish. So that if we put that sentience out there, we are not going to be destroyed. The human race or the the idea of our souls is not going to be erased. I think you're, what's wrong with everything about humankind? We're just a tiny fraction of the story. How long, the first been here 3.5 billion years, human beings have been around. 300,000, how long have yeah. we been able to think? Maybe 100,000. Yeah. But how do you know that there aren't other human beings or human-like species that are on other planets that are thinking and putting stuff out? What I'm saying is you take it from a very small, eh, we're this tiny little thing. God is so much bigger than that. God is in everything. Therefore, we won't go extinct. Yeah, I feel like you're making my point. We are the, t- God is the big story. Yes. We're the little story. I agree. And oftentimes we think we're the big story when in fact we're the little story. But we're the little. Story. But what are we afraid of? I feel of? like that's what. We're what saying. are we afraid of with the planet? What are we afraid of? That we'll then go we're going right? to blow it up. They're going to blow it up. We're going to go extinct. Does that mean that our human sentience will be gone? No, 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 no. And that's what I'm. My point well, is like I don't know what it's going to look like. If you once again, science, not God, but it is the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Everything. The system. Big Bang. Three minutes after the Big Bang, ninety-eight percent of everything that was ever made came into fruition. Right. And it's a closed system. Nothing goes away. You die. Well, came into, into a existence, box. not into fruition, but yeah. go ahead. You die into a box. You go in the ground. You become dirt. A cow yeah. eats your dirt. Like nothing yeah. leaves. Everything right. is actually eternal. We, if, yeah. if you don't believe in like the eternal God, we're all stardust, right? We're like nothing goes away in the universe. We're all here. We don't go anywhere forever. Yeah, but I don't think it's just about like stardust. I also think it's about our consciousness. No, but I'm just saying, if you're looking for patterns of what God or the universe, whatever it is, it's eternal. Nothing goes away right. in the system. So I agree with you. Yeah, we have this penchant, and we tend to do this where we think, oh, it, in this time, this is when it's going to happen. So I think about back in 1348, when the Black Death arrives in England, and these people 
there is a, a, a great like log by Irish monk who writes, this is the end of the world. There is nothing left. They have this journal as he died because all the priests around him had died for the black. The black death was so devastating, so massively devastating that like they think that between one third and one half of the earth's population died from the black death. Think about the pandemic we just went through. Yeah. And now everybody's freaking out. It's not even compare. You can't even compare. The black death changed everything. It changed religion. It changed economics. It changed society. So my point to this is very simply, those people living in that time were saying, where is God? The world is ending. We are in the apocalypse. And we know, with the hindsight of 700 years later, that we all didn't die, that we all move on. I just feel like you always make it too big. Like, <laughs> what? I it grew up in big. the 80s. I grew up in the 80s. Yeah. Recycling was, people thought you were stupid. Yeah. Composting didn't exist. Right. Now, Did where I live I was in San Francisco. From. You know what? We do compost. I do believe in it. Yeah. I'm trying to make the world a better place. Sure. Making the world a better place, thinking about nature and our mm-hmm. environment should be part of us all. And we're all yeah. getting on board. And so it's going to make the world. But that still doesn't mean we're not going to blow it up before we. Yeah, but it's funny. You're kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth. And I don't mean this as a, a uh-huh. I, I don't mean this as a derogatory thing. I don't mean like say that you're wrong. I'm just saying that on one hand, you're saying, yeah, we should be caring about the earth and compliment. We should. And, all and on the other side, it could all be for nothing. Yes. And, and I think that. That that is true. It could all be for nothing. My point is, I don't think it. I do not think that it is all for nothing. No matter what happens, I do believe that having that hope in something bigger than ourselves, that we go on, regardless of what happens to the physical world around us, that we go on, is the basis of that hope. Yes, and th- I we're agreeance on this. So that's my question. Like, what is your hope in? Like, wait. Like, I got to be honest. I'll confess. I often have hope that my five-team parlay is going to hit and that the Chiefs <laughs> are going to cover. Like, I think that sounds stupid, right? But that's that's dumb hope. But, like, hope in a giant presence of a being that cares and has meaning, now that's real hope. My parlay is fleeting hope. I Yeah, I, I think you're just conflating the two words. I mean, there's hope that is, like, luck. I hope that, man, I, hope I hit this yes. one. And then there's yes. hope is then that the world is bigger than but what I think But that's the problem, like, but I think... I can mean I've done enough self-work and talked to you enough to realize there's a difference between you. I don't think the normal human being knows there's a difference between luck and hope. Yeah, and I think that that's right. I think hope is something that we have, that we know that we have no control over ultimately. Mm. And that Correct. I think a lot of people think that they're going to get luck. I'm going to hit this parlay because I figured out the system. And yeah. I'm going to get lucky. It's like, no, dude. Hope no. is there. you have no control over God's creation. Yes, so I do think that hope is one of those things that is beyond the normal person's ability to understand. I look at my kids and I think I am hopeful for them because I think they're good people. And I look at a lot of kids and I'm like, man, this next generation is going to be great. And the world's going to be in a better place. I look at my parents, my in-laws, and they're mm-hmm. like, damn, they're all screwed. The world's going to hell in a bad basket. Is that simply because I'm in the middle? I can see both sides? Probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think our generation is in the middle, and maybe every generation is in a sense in the middle yeah. between one and the Which other. Which one wasn't? And I, I think that, I, I think truly, unfortunately, that the generation ahead of us, your your in laws, was the worst generation in American history. I well, truly that, believe that they're horrible. Yeah. They're horrible, yeah. selfish, awful. Everything about them is awful. Yeah. Sorry for any of you out there that are in that generation. Not all of you He's are calling, awful. He's talking to you, baby boomers. But. I do think that the boomers were pretty bad generation of selfishness. Whereas I do think that the the next generation after us is a generation that feels kind of hopeless. They're like, Hey, 
all messed up. I'm never going to buy a house. I'm never going to go to college. I'm never going to do this. And so I think that our generation sort of straddles that. And I think that we still are a generation that can preach and practice hope when it's in front of us. So I feel like you often give these grand uh, (laughs) phrases. We're going to start a national volunteer service. You're going to ban social media. But I do like this. You just branded us Generation Hope, Brandon. You're Gen Hope. We are Gen Hope. I love that. I agree with you. I think we are Gen Hope. And we can't stop. We can't stop believing in. I I do believe that whatever you're, if you put positive energy into the world, not to sound too hippy dippy, but if you put positive energy into the world, it's going to be better than if you put negative energy into the world. As you said, and just branded us Gen Hope, I was hearing Journey behind us. Don't stop believing. As you branded Gen Hope. I agree. I think it should be. I, it I should heard be it. Don't stop believing. I, I think you're right. I think I do hear that in the There's background. There's something going on here. Oh, this is so good. This is the best God Talk Friday ever, Larry, because it is coined a new phrase, Generation Hope. Brandon, thank you for making me part of Gen Hope. Beautiful. <laughs>